Y'all stretch out your hands. To Sandy and Cherie have been with us for years, and it's almost like, it looks like you've been on the back burner. But you've been burning. <laughs> so, so get ready to go forward. Get ready to step into some things that you, that you desired, you sought the Lord about. You, you, you even dreamed and saw yourself doing. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Baya sumo husata. Breke basa. Brando. Come on. I, I tell Sandy to come to his assignment and everything God has called him to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come up here, Mike. <laughs> I don't think I've prayed for you like this in years. I, I, like I'm about to pray. <laughs> Mike's been to more nations than me. Mike probably has ministered on the foreign field way more than I have. And people thought you couldn't. People thought you wouldn't. But I'm telling you, you have. You have. You have been uh, on an assignment also for the Lord to the nations and God's going to keep opening up those doors for you because you were willing to spin yourself. You were willing to sacrifice. You sacrificed everything to go for him. And he's honored by that. So get ready. New doors, new opportunities in this new season. We love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gotten better with the saxophone. He really has. He really <laughs> you know, Mike, there was a time you came in, they said, oh, Lord, there's Mike. Jesus. <laughs> Mike's the only one that can walk up on stage. Don't practice and not ask. How, <laughs> how, do, how does he get away with that? <laughs> what happened? Favor, flavor. Amen. Shorter basaya. You you the girl from Lafayette? You better get up here right now. Come on up here. <laughs> okay. Come come on up here. You know you're not late. You right on time. Now you were the lady here last night. Yeah, you had the hat. You looking pretty again, girl. <laughs> Can you tell us what's going on? Just why you're here, how you got here, what, what is God doing? Well, I'm in this area because I have a cousin who's in um, a nursing home that's here. And his mom was trying to come here every day or two times a day. And we live an hour and a half away. And she works. And she's the rock of our family. So it was, it was a lot of stress on her. Um, and I'm, I happen to be in between jobs. 
So, and I have a travel trailer, so I just pulled it here, and I just go check on him every day for her, just to relieve of some of that stress. Yeah. So what did God do here last night? Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm visiting from, well, my, my home church is Philadelphia Christian Church, mm -hmm. and I, I, I'm seeking the Lord. I, I think I'm hungry for his word. So... I asked around for, you know, a place to fellowship or do a Bible study, mm -hmm. and they recommended um, your church. Who was that? No, it was one of the nurses or one of the room care mm -hmm. ladies at the at the nursing mm -hmm. home. And I think two different people told me, two different, two different people told me to come here. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I really enjoyed your fellowship and everything. I, I, I told my church about it uh, really? this morning, yeah. Yeah, so... I'm happy to be here. We're not trying to put you on the spot. Anymore. I'm on the spot. But anyway, I thought. I got sweat dripping down my back. I feel it. We, we talked about you today. Oh. Uh, I, I had you on my mind, and I prayed. I don't know what God wants to do or what he's going to do. He's, he's after doing something, you. right? He's after you. Thank you. He's after you. He wants you. I want him, too, so it's a mutual so let's pray for a collision. Okay. You know, when you're hungry for God and God's hungry for you, there's a purpose there. And uh, you'll meet eternity. And that's where it all begins. What's your first name? Marilyn. Lord, I thank you for Mary Marilyn. No God, no peace. No God, no peace. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I thank you for this <laughs> lovely lady. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you that she will get what she came for tonight. I saw her coming through the foyer like, I can't wait to get through those doors. So, Lord, meet her right where she is. Now, Lord, there's a story in the Bible about some that labored all day, and then there's some that were hired late, and they got the same amount. So, Lord, I thank you that she's not going to miss anything. Matter of fact, Lord, give her a double portion of what she's needing right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for being here. Amen. I did not prepare anything for a giving teaching. So I'm looking for a prospect, a candidate. <laughs> and I think I might get Kevin to come up. <laughs> Kevin, you on the spot? But you never, you're never without. Come see. <clears throat> who, who was I talking with today about Kevin? Kevin and Sean. Might have. It was. It was, y'all. Unforgettable. I'm not getting it. You know, you'll do a lot of things for those that you love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Kevin, Ray, and Jean. <laughs> Come up here. 
we co-pastors, huh? They do what I do. They probably get more licks than I get. <laughs> more kickback than I get from the community, from, you know, just in ministry. And y'all have really, really handled things well. And so, I don't know. I want you to encourage people to give tonight. Why should they give? Why should they give to this church? You know, why should they, you know, tithe here? Why should they give offerings? Why should they come here? <laughs> and don't use my name. Okay. You just use what some things y'all do. I think it's polite to always ask your wife first if she wants to talk. So I'm, I'm getting trained, y'all. I'm doing better. So you sure you don't want to say anything? I, I feel the itch. Well, I, I mean, I think we're all family here. And so, like I said a couple of weeks ago, if you're not connected here, why would you not be connected here? This is good, fertile ground. You know, when we first walked into this church in 1999, um, I can just remember walking through there, uh, Pastor Butch, we met Pastor Butch and Miss Susan, and um, they just had this fire in their eyes and this love and this compassion and they just began to pursue us and we didn't know that's what they were doing because we were so like whoo we were lost and so they began to pursue us and in the beginning I mean this church wasn't even open yet and then when uh just before they started to open you know open the church Pastor Butch, we spent some time with them, and then once he opened the church, 1999, we came into the service, we said, let's go to the open house, and I remember sitting right over here, I'll never forget, because I just kept crying, and crying, and crying, he was like, what are you crying for? I'm like, I don't know. I do not know why. I'm, well, now I know it was because the presence of God was touching me. So that is the number one reason why you should give to this church. Because you will get touched by the presence of God. This is good ground. And when you, when you, when you tithe here, when you give here, they are constantly given out. Constantly given to the nations. Constantly given to uh, those in need. It's a good place to put your money so that you can be blessed. Amen. So what you don't see is the backdrop of what goes on in this church. And really, it's a labor of love. And I'm thinking about in 1998 when Pastor Butch, you told me not to use your name, when a minister from the River Church <laughs> heard my name three times in one day, and that minister went after me. Now, that might sound simple, but when you're locked up in crack houses and you're in hotels, you remember that, Pastor Brother Ray? Up, up in Baton Rouge, you guys came and rescued me. You see, it's a labor of love. You're giving to the kingdom, and when that money is sold, it is reproducing itself in the natural, in the spirit realm. It goes in the natural, it's seated in the natural, and it comes back in the spirit realm. The reason I give in this church is because I have proved it to be true. I have proved it to be true. God says in his word, test me in this and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you. 
Watch this. The principles of God work. I was smoking crack, and I was still giving in the offering plates, right? I was still giving in the offering plates. And I did that while I was in business, and many people even questioned, how is this joker still in business? They don't know. I got a hold of a principal in the River Church that if you give, he's going to bring it back to you. That is the mercy and the goodness of God. Even when you're not living right, even when you're backslidden and away from God, when you're faithful with his word, he'll bring it back to you. And he has brought us out. I, I can't even count how many times. As a matter of fact, I think we're going in that place right now where we're about, about to have 1159 miracle. Anybody's ever been there? God likes to show off like that. So... This is, prepare your tithes and offerings tonight, that you are sowing in to 20 years of preaching the gospel, not only in this community, but around the world. And our prayer and our hope is that another 20 years, we're going to be preaching the gospel up and down this highway and around the world in Jesus' name. So, guys, would you... Be so kind to make out your checks to RMI, and uh, we're going to receive the offering. And we're not just going to receive the offering, but we're going to pray over what you see tonight, that God is going to exponentially bring it back into your bosom. Uh, Miss Teresa was sharing a week or so ago about, about the rice. How many of y'all heard the rice story, how she prayed and the rice multiplied? And, man, something went off in me when she gave that testimony. And I'm like, I'm giving on that testimony because I'm believing for a breakthrough in my finances. I, I need a breakthrough right now. And so I sowed a seed in that, in that testimony, on that testimony. So tonight, sow a seed in the testimony that we're giving you tonight that you'll see the financial breakthrough and the spiritual breakthrough in your life tonight. Amen? Is this on? Hallelujah, it is. Crank it up. Sometimes it's hard for me to understand Why we pull away from each other so easily Even though we're all walking the same road Yet we build dividing walls between our brothers and ourselves But I I don't care what label you may wear If you believe in Jesus, I, you belong with me The bond we share is all I care to see <laughs> It will change the world forever If you join with me Join and sing You're my brother my sister, take me by the hand, together we will work until he comes. 
beside. But as long as there is love, we will stand in. Now listen. The day will come. We will be as one. And with a mighty voice, together we will proclaim that Jesus, Jesus is King. It will echo through the earth. What's it going to do? It's going to shake this nation. And the world will see. You're my brother. You're my Until it comes, there's no foe that can defeat us. We're all walking side by side, and as long as there is love, we will stand. Yeah, take me by the hand. Come on, everybody, stand up. Now sing it with me. Hallelujah. There's no foe that can defeat us. We're all walking side by side. And as long as there is love, we will stand. You know that's so proud. All of you guys are my brothers and my sisters. That's precious. For the last 20 years, it's been so, so awesome that we could say that this is our home right here. The river is our home. And we just were so excited and so much love that, that Pastor Butch and Miss Susan invited us to come. Hey! As long as there is love, we will stay. Amen? Thank you, Mike. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to formally introduce y'all in a minute, but Miss Ginger, why don't you come up? Uh, <laughs> Sue, you come up too. I'd like to really honor Miss Ginger. Uh, how did we meet? Oh, I can tell you perfectly. I can tell you. You want to sue me? How did we, tell me how we met. Well, that is a great story. Do I have a minute to tell yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I had nowhere to live. <laughs> <laughs> and Bethany put it in their bulletin that there was somebody going to MTI that needed somewhere to live. So these poor people, <laughs> they had no idea what they were getting we into. Didn't know, we didn't even know her. She was from Monroe. We didn't know her. Monroe, Louisiana, and we had never seen each other. <laughs> That's what Jenna said. 
<laughs> and I said, you'll know me because my hair is so white. So that's how you identified me. So here I come with all of my little belongings to the barn. To the barn, please. I ain't nearly lived in a barn, okay? <laughs> and Butch is helping me get my stuff up into the barn. He said, I feel kind of bad putting you in my barn. <laughs> I mean, I remember it like yesterday, honest to heaven. But these two people, well, they took me and my dog, of course, my little poodle. And then they took in my daughter. <laughs> I mean, they are givers from the inside out. You really won't hardly meet people like these two. Not very well. Not very often. Y'all are precious. I can't look at Susan because she makes me cry. She makes me cry. <laughs> but I want to tell you the most interesting to me. All right, Butch and Susan and I, one so much Susan, Butch and I are so much alike, oh my Lord in heaven, Jesus. <laughs> we both kind of shoot from the gut. And uh, because he, he's much more full of grace. I don't know, I've grown, glory to God, in 30 years. <laughs> but anyway, we got kind of crisscrossed and uh, it was not any fun at all. And we really broke up with, we broke up with each other. We were girlfriend, boyfriend, and we broke up with each other. <laughs> Not really. But there was a def definite difference of opinion. Okie dokie. So I, my heart was broken. Susan's heart was broken. I hope Butch's heart was broken. But <laughs> Y'all don't mind me being real, huh? Folks say I'm raw and real. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, this is such a good story. It's, how, it's a God story. So I am uh, walking the beach in Pensacola, Florida on that. Um, it was a gorgeous area. I was pitiful. But anyway, it was a gorgeous area. I mean, I was living not only across the railroad tracks, but almost in the water. <laughs> anyway, it was just me. I adored it. I mean, it was just me. I loved it. And, uh, but not many single women would ever think of living down there because it was very dangerous. Um, but I'm really a gutsy broad. But anyway, <laughs> so I don't know fear. I don't understand fear. I don't understand people. But nonetheless, I was raised on a real lonely alone country place that was just me and my little dog. So I'm still me and my little dog. But anyway, I'm walking the beach and I have these um, um, bread. You know, I just have, you know, you feed the birds with bread. All right, so I'm just taking the bread and balling it up and throwing it to the birds, just normal. This is what you do on the beach, y'all, you know. <laughs> so I throw, and this bread goes, and a rainbow takes that bread. That bird catches it. I thought, i got to be seeing something. So I turn this way. Bread. Here's this rainbow. And this bird picks it. I thought, I know I'm seeing something. So anyway, I take the bread. I just go from place to place. And this rainbow just shoots the bread. And the bird catches, I mean, catches it. And I hear this woman behind me. And, she's, and I'm thinking of y'all now. 
not throwing the brand at the bird. <laughs> but, <laughs> and by the way, your clothes really look nice. And I would love to tie your shoelace for you when we get done. But anyway. <laughs> Everybody's always trying to fix me. Doesn't he look great? Doesn't he look good, y'all? Susan LeBeau bought him these clothes. <laughs> oh, poo. Well. I'm, oh, his new shoes. Well, they sure are good looking. Okay. So anyway, I'm throwing this brand, this rainbow. I'm telling you, a rainbow is taking that brand, and these birds are catching them, catching them. And this woman walks behind me, kind of like maybe your size, small. And I hear this voice saying, those are your long-term friends. And I thought, lady, birds are fair-weather friends. You know how brain, how it works. <laughs> And she looks at me just very serious. I thought, well, I said, you walk this beach often? She said, I walk it every day. I thought, there ain't no way you walk this beach every day. I know this beach like the back of my hand. So she just keeps walking on. And I realized it was an angel. She was an angel. And she was telling me that these are my long-term friends. And I thought, hmm, now that's like 20, hmm, maybe 14, around in there. And, uh, and I, knew, I knew the Lord was talking about y'all, as well as a few other people. And uh, by the way, y'all, I got a message yesterday from Mary Jo Primo. I tried to open it, it won't open. I'm sure it was an error, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> Mary, 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 so anyway, the Lord sent an angel to me on the beach with rainbows all over the place to assure me that one day we would be back together. And I appreciate the beautiful Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So here I am. Glory to God. <laughs> we are glad you am. Let, we, I remember when Ginger came around, we were kind of religious then. Huh? It, it, we were religious and she was, you know, <laughs> she was herself. <laughs> so it took us a while to understand her, you know. It takes a little while. But she brought some tapes over. I don't know if you remember this, those uh, VCR things. Tapes. And uh, I think one of, or maybe it was my tapes. I had six tapes from Rodney Howard Brown, and that was the night I stuck one in there. I never had heard of, of him before. And he was talking about the joy. And we didn't, you know, we thought joy was joy. You know, it's just something you write on a, postcard or something you know joy just happy and he kept talking about joy and we just began to hit the floor I don't know if you remember that in my house yeah in the kitchen we could not stand up the just the power of God's spirit came through the television you know and we just started laughing and the more we would laugh the more we would look at each other laughing and we couldn't understand why we were laughing because none of us are funny 
And uh, one more story. Okay, one more story. You, you kind of threw me. You, you threw me under the bus this time. I'm going to just tell you. Hurt my feelings. You never, you don't know this, but I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm, after 25, 30 years, I'm about to come out of it. But So we go to a revival in Lakeland, Florida. Rodney Howard Brown's there. And we walk in that service, and it is packed. And they're, they're doing praise and worship. And it, you can, it's just thick, kind of like I feel right now. It's, it was, y'all were there too? Okay. Well, we walk in the service, and we made a pack. We're going to sit together. We're going to find three seats. We believe in God for three seats but we're going to sit together. If we got to sit in the nosebleed section, if we got to sit in the overflow, we are going to sit together. We made a pact. And so all of a sudden, Ginger, she disappears, and Susan and I are just standing together, and then I see this white thing run across the front. And uh, she comes back, and she says, Brother, I found one seat. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? I'm still, I'm still hurt. And that was the service that we heard the angels sing. I mean, it was a glorious sound in there. I think we got stained that night. We got touched that night. And, uh, oh, Boshika, the Badasata. Oh, the bricks. Let me see. No, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them. I mean, she's living at my house, my electricity, my, some of my food, dog in my house, which I don't do. You know, we taking care of her. She's like a student. She's like single. And, you know, we, we don't have a whole lot. And so I'm trying to make ends meet. You know, I'm, I'm trying to make money. So I'm tearing down old houses on the side. And it's really hard work, and nobody's helping me. So I just come home one day, and I'm saying, you know what, Ginger Go, Ginger Keating, she, she needs, she was a goat then, but she's a Keating now. I said, you know, I said to myself, you ever talk to yourself? I said to myself, she needs to come help me. So I got the whole house torn down. I, I hauled off all of the wood, and all I have is the brick. I've already chipped the brick up. All I need is somebody to help me load the bricks so I can get the bricks off the property, get the landowner off of my back. So I came home. I said, Ginger, I need you. Whatever, brother. I'm with you. I'll help you. I said, I need you to help me load some bricks. She looked at me. She said, brother, these hands are not made to load bricks. (laughs) And she just turned and walked off. Hurt feelings number two. (laughs) <laughs> just kidding this was the pitiful part because I looked out of that window and Susu was down there helping him oh, with those yeah. bricks I felt terrible yeah. but I was studying honestly for yeah. a test I was yeah <laughs> and she actually was instrumental in you know getting me to go to Bible school encouraged me to just us move on uh, she saw the call on our life and she, she really prayed for us Ginger prayed for us and I know you're still praying yes. for us now and we're doing the same. And she drives up the other day, you know, just drives up, big smile, pouring down rain. She rolls down the window, has a 
dark brown poodle in her bosom right here driving. It's got to be illegal. Is that illegal? And she says, hey, brother. <laughs> so here we go again. Another dog at church. So she's in the high loft place over here. So y'all welcome to go visit her, knock on her door for prayer anytime you want. <laughs> we love you. I'm so glad you came. <clears throat> and Ginger will be teaching in the 9 o'clock uh, session Saturday morning. And so you don't want to miss that. She really has something to say, something to teach. Amen. I'm going to let you uh, formally introduce Mike and Lynn. Uh, Mike and Lynn McCain, if I can do this without crying, I'm trying not to cry. Y'all know I cry so easy, but uh, we've been knowing them for many, many years. It goes back to our days at Bethany World Prayer Center, and I remember going to a cell meeting that we were having back then. I, can't, I don't even remember whose house it was at, but Mike and Lynn were there, and we met them for the first time, and... They were talking about going on the mission field to Germany. They wanted to be missionaries. And um, I just, I don't know, I just fell in love with them. The first time I met them, and I told Butch, or maybe he told me, but we agreed that there's something about these people. I feel like we're going to have a connection with them. And every time that happens, we do. We do have a really strong connection and then I remember the day that y'all went off to the mission field. We went to that party, and everybody was crying. And <coughs> Lynn, had, Lynn, Lynn had dark hair, and she had just had it permed because, you know, that's what you did back then. And it was like, a, it looked like a tent. It was like going like this. <laughs> and she had on this long skirt, and she looked very homely. I'm sorry, Lynn. <laughs> Suffering for Jesus. <laughs> and um, so, so they, anyway, they went on the mission field and, uh, and we supported them somewhat <laughs> as much as we could at that time. Yeah, <laughs> we were, we were, we had, we had ginger. Yeah. And, um, Anyway, we just became good friends with them. They came back from the mission field. We just had this connection. And then, then Mike asked Butch to go to Kyrgyzstan with him. They went on that trip. Mike and Lynn had come home from the mission field after six years and just have been friends ever since. And they were very instrumental in encouraging us, along with Ginger, to start this church and uh, all of them, you know, were part of our presbytery and encouraged us. And I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't think I would have survived it if it hadn't been for these two white-headed ladies right here and this white-headed man. I would not have survived ministry without them praying for us, encouraging us, and loving. Yeah, and just, you know, everybody needs somebody like that. And uh, we appreciate them so much. So I want to introduce our good um, The way I met Mike is uh, years ago, Leslie and I, we had a band together. 
and uh, we would play at the youth center down here in Plaquemine, and we had a little band. We were 15, 16, and of course, Mike was in one of the biggest bands in this area, so when they would come, they would have band, little bands that would play before chump bands, and that was us, and I remember we kind of did something before y'all played, and I just remember standing up and watching this group. These were real musicians, and Mike was the lead sin singer, and we, you know, we, <laughs> Mike was the lead singer and sinner, and uh, we were just, you know, we were totally into, we were totally into music, so we, you know, I mean, that was where our affections were, and, and you know, we just were, just to be around other musicians, it was big. So anyway, years later, you know, Leslie got saved, and I got saved. And uh, Leslie was telling me one day about Mike McCain. I said, what about Mike McCain? Well, he's saved. And I had been, I gotten saved. And so I remember the first day I met you, uh, Leslie said, he's, you're going to be at church one day. And so I was looking for you. I didn't see you in the service, but I remember I can still see you. You're younger looking. <laughs> I had hair. But he had gotten saved, and Leslie told me about him and how on fire you were for God, still singing now for the Lord. And I remember we were probably here to the front door away, and you just saw me because Leslie told you who I was, described me, and then he described you to me. And so we just met on his description, and I'll never forget when you saw me and I saw you, Mike went like this. And I went like that. And we've been doing that ever since. I appreciate you. Love you too. Love you. Love you. Appreciate y'all. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, so what do you want? <laughs> oh, Lynn, you want to come up and talk? Mike, you want to say something too? Mike sings. I talk. Okay. I have a mic. Oh. oh okay. Well. Well. I told Pastor Butch, I don't really have anything to say. Please don't call me up because I don't really have anything to say. Then I said, Susan, do you have a way to print my notes? She said, I thought you didn't have anything to say. I said, well, I changed my mind. But I'm really not going to preach all this things. I, I'm just... He said, I can call all these people. But again, y'all, we're here to celebrate the 20-year anniversary yes. of this church and Butch and Susan, pastors Butch and Susan LeBeau. And he told me the same thing. I don't want you to talk about me. I said, well, I don't care. It's 20 years. I didn't, always. And I didn't come here to talk about anything but Jesus and what the LeBeaux have done for Jesus. Amen? For 20 years, they have... They have sown, they have given, they have loved, they have opened their homes, and I just want to take a few minutes to celebrate them and celebrate that 20 years. How many of you have even been married for 20 years? Anybody in here been married 20 years or longer? Quite a, that's, 20 years is a long time. Can I get a good amen? It's 20 years a long time. Amen. 
How many of you have been on the same job for 20 years? Anybody in here? But see, it's a long time, isn't it? This church has been here for 20 years. Butch and Susan LeBeau, pastors Butch and Susan LeBeau, how many services do you think you've done in 20 years? Thousands. How many times have you stood here week after week after week after week? And you know why? To be a blessing, to honor Jesus, to honor what God has done in their lives, and to give life to you, to give life to the hurting. That's what they've done, to give their, to honor Jesus with all their hearts and to, and to love his people. And that's what they've done week after week after week after week. But you know what? They have been a great sending church. This church is a great sending church. I remember one time many, many, many years ago, we were at one of those cell meetings, one of those small group meetings, and we had a prophetic word come forth. And the guy that was there said he saw the Holy Spirit reach his hand and this great big sack of seed and just scatter it and throw it everywhere. We were brand new, on fire for Jesus, and we were like, oh no, don't scatter us. <laughs> right? Yes. Right? Oh no, yes. please. Ooh, See? But this church is a sending church, and from this very spot, seed has been scattered around the nation, around this city, around other states. Their seed, good seed, because you know why? They can see the harvest and they don't hold on to their seed. And this church is a sending church. You may look around and say, I don't see thousands. You know what? Because then you don't have spiritual eyes and vision to see the thousands that have come from this spot right here. And they have come from this spot and they remain. And they remain around the world preaching the gospel because this family has touched their lives in some way. This one thing I know, they, have, they are far reaching and many lives are touched. But you know what? We talk about the seed, we talk about the many, but what about the one? And I was so thankful that Kevin and Jean got up here and talked because I had you written in my notes <laughs> that what about the one? Aren't you glad that you were the one? Aren't you glad that you were the one that Butch and Susan cared enough about for you to be the one. And as I thought about that, you know, Pastor Butch said our scripture for the whole week was going to be Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. You know what stuck out with me out of that whole scripture? He went about doing good for all who were oppressed of the devil, some translations say, and, do, and healing and going about doing good things. You know why? Because God was with him. And that stuck out. And I started Googling with. What does with mean? God was with him. What does that mean? You know what it means? It's real simple, to accompany him. You know what? Butch and Susan, pastors, Butch and Susan have accompanied the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost has accompanied them. And that's what empowers us to give us the empowerment to go about doing good and seeing all those who are oppressed of the devil set free and to see healing because we go with the Holy Ghost. We are walking with the Holy Spirit. We are walking with God. We are accompanying Him and we are going with Him. So I want to talk to you tonight just a few minutes about are you walking with him? Because if you're walking with him, if you are accompanying him and not asking him just to accompany you, are you accompanying him? Because see, that's a whole different thing. It, 
And when you're accompanying him, I want to tell you about someone in the word of God that was accompanying the Holy Spirit. In Acts 8, there's a great, great story about Philip. You want to, we want to look at this just for a minute. I believe I have that scripture up there. Oh, where did I go? Okay. I threw my notes all around, so I don't know where I was. Okay, look at, let's look at Acts 8, 4 through 8, because you know I wasn't going to have any notes. Let's look at this. It says, those who had been scattered, we just talked about that, preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Philip, is ha he's accompanying the Holy Spirit. They're, they're preaching the gospel. There's signs and wonders. People are getting delivered. Sounds like the river church on a Friday night, right? There it says they're full of joy, and there's all kinds of things going on. I mean, they're worshiping. They're dancing. They're screaming. It's so exciting that it says the apostles who are in Jerusalem, they even sent Peter and John, and they, they come. Up. What's Philip doing? Well, they get all excited. They're at the river on Friday night. They're laying hands on people. There's great things going on. They start getting people filled with the Holy Ghost. I love that. And then I love this if you'll just skip over into Acts 8, 26. What happened in Acts 8, 26? Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. Now, I don't know about you. Pastors Butch and Susan are having an amazing time. They're seeing demons come out with shrieks. They're seeing people filled with the Holy Spirit. They're excited. And the angel of the Lord says, Hey, guys, would y'all go to the desert road for a little while? Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever been there? Guess what? If you're not accompanying the Holy Spirit, you would say, what? Get behind me, Satan. And that, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. It's great revival going on. God needs me. He needs the woman or the man of faith and power. Right here, I'm not going. And I'll use Kevin and Jean again. Aren't you glad that he went to the desert road? Aren't you glad that somebody went to the desert road and left the great big hoorah? Sometimes God calls us to go to the desert road. And you've got to be accompanying the Holy Spirit to be able to say, yes, Lord. As you know, the story goes on. It says that he came and he said, you know, there was a, he, he, he ends up getting translated, right? Y'all know what that means? I said that to some, I said that to some millennials the other day and they said, the, he did what? Was he speaking Greek and they translated it into Hebrew? No, he was translated, the Bible says. I did a little bit of studying, and if you're a Bible scholar in here and I get this wrong, please forgive me, and you can look it up and Google it later. But I found out it seems to be that that was about 45 miles away. And it says, and then immediately Philip was in the desert. And he comes up along the chariot where this, this man of great rank out of Ethiopia, an Ethiopian eunuch, was sitting in his chariot, and he was reading from one of the scrolls. But he didn't know what it was saying. He didn't know how to interpret it. He didn't know what it meant. Who is this person that this is talking about? And all of a sudden, Philip, can you imagine? Now, here's this chariot going down the road. I don't know how fast it's going, but it says Philip came up beside him and looked at So what's Philip doing? Yeah. What you reading? 
Can you imagine? He's not only translated, he's like, Foos, Autobahn Christian. You know, he's like. And he's standing there, and, and the guy says, I, I, I don't understand this. Can you explain it to me? Well, of course I can. And Philip goes on and explains to this Ethiopian eunuch the gospel. And he heard it. And they stopped and said, here's some water. Let me get baptized. A lot of scholars believe, some don't, but some believe that that Ethiopian eunuch was the very seed that went back and brought Christianity to that nation. It was the first convert. See, somebody's got to be willing to go to the desert. Because somebody's got to be able to see, come on, somebody's got to be able to see the orchard and the harvest and not just a seed. You see, you'll miss it if all you look at is just a seed. You've got to be able to see that in Kevin and Jean there's a great orchard, there's a great harvest, that it changes generations. You've got to be able to see that to understand. That God takes that seed, that's right, but every one of those seeds represents an entire harvest. Who will go? Who will go when God calls you and calls you to the desert? I think it's just exciting that all of a sudden after Philip ministered to this Ethiopian eunuch. Guess what? The Bible says, zap, he's back somewhere else again. I looked at that too, and that was about 45 miles away. And it says he just goes back to preaching the gospel. Just goes back to doing what he was doing. You see, sometimes God will give us a Holy Ghost detour. I don't know if you're willing. Are you willing to accompany the Holy Spirit if he asks you to go to a desert road? Because somebody, some soul, some seed is sitting there needing to have what you have. That's what the River Church does. That's what it's done for 20 years. And I want to speak that over you. Amen. Come on, you better give it. Come on. 20 years. Can you imagine the times that they've gone to the desert road when nobody else would go? Nobody else was, would go. Maybe everybody else stayed back at the great revival meetings in Lakeland. Maybe everybody stayed back where there was all kinds of excitement. But they were called to go along that desert road. That's how the river, the river church was started. One soul at a time, empowered and sent out. And I'm expecting a great harvest, a great legacy of 20 years of going to that desert road where no one else would have gone. When Mike and I were called to Germany, you mentioned that, we moved away. The name of the town that we were sent to was called Leer. In German, Leer means empty. <laughs> Thanks, Lord. <laughs> Thanks, angel. Let's go to the desert. Sure, we're at Bethany, as you said. There's revival. Prostitutes and drug addicts are getting saved, and there's all kinds of stuff. We just came out of Bible school. We're like, come on, shita la boca, give me somebody. And the Holy Ghost says, go to Germany. Thank you, angel. But we went, and it was very empty. But we stayed, and we gave, and we served. And out of that 
became the ministry that we're still moving in today. We saw from that small start, we were able to be in foreign countries all over the world, seeing hundreds of people come to know Jesus because we went to where it was empty. We went to the desert road. God wants to send you sometimes to the desert road. There's a lot of things that transpire in the desert. And it may seem easier sometimes to go when you're, you're crying out to God. You're crying out to God. God, send me. Here I am. Use me in your desperation. But you know what? Philip wasn't in his desperation. You see, it's easy to say, yes, Lord, when you're in desperation. But what about when you're not in desperation? I wrote this down. God calls you by the power of the Holy Spirit, not out of your desperation, but out of his divine declaration into greater revelation for someone else's desperation. Can you get that? Because it's not out of your desperation, but someone else's desperation. It's why the angel stopped Philip in the midst of revival, great harvest, and said, would you go? I don't think he even asked him to go. He just said, go. Philip's okay. You're bad. You say, boom, he's back, preach God. Isn't that cool? That's ministry in a nutshell, right? Great revival. Sunday services were great. Wednesday, nobody shows up. Our son, Pastor Adam, said that most pastors want to go jump off a bridge after Easter Sunday, cause the second Sunday, because Easter's so great. Everybody that hadn't been to church in 40 years comes back. The next Sunday, the numbers go down 100 people. You're like, what happened? It's the desert. There's the one sitting there that needs you. There's the Kevin and the Johns. Amen? Amen? God wants us to go. Two situations happened in that desert experience. One was sent there, right? One was waiting there. See, one was sent there. So you may be in a desert experience right now. Were you sent there by God because somebody's desperate? Are you too busy asking me, why am I here in the desert? Are you the one sitting in the desert saying and crying out? Do you get it? Do you understand the, the correlation there? You're sent to the desert because there is somebody in the desert that's desperate. He doesn't send you in your desperation. He'll send someone to you in your desperation. And that's what he did. You know, I always think about, there was, there was a quote by Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. And he talked about the Good Samaritan. And he said, those that didn't stop for the guy in the ditch. If you remember, I want you to ask yourself this today. Which one are you? The ones that passed by and wouldn't help the guy in the ditch ask, oh my goodness, what will happen to me if I stop and get involved? The one who helped said, oh no, what will happen to him if I don't stop and get involved? What do you ask yourself? 
Do you ask yourself what will happen to me? Or do you ask yourself what will happen to them? That's the question. Amen. So what seed is calling to you tonight? I'm going to end with that. What seed is calling out to you? You've got to be able to look at a seed and see a harvest. And that's what pastors do week after week after week after week. They see in you when they don't see thousands, they see in you thousands exponentially. Amen. Amen. Could we pray for this church and Pastors Butch and Susan tonight as I close out with that? Would you guys stand? Stretch your hands out towards them. 20 years. 20 years. And I want to pray that they will continue to recognize seed <laughs> that has an orchard in it. Amen? <laughs> that's what they are able to see and do. And that's why we were talking about Kevin and Jean today, because we were talking about the different ones who have come through and that how this couple has walked with them and stood with them when maybe others wouldn't have because of what they saw. Kevin and Jean, why don't you come? And why don't you guys, with, with Mike, get the, Mike, I want you to pray over them, and then I want Kevin and Jean to pray. Too. Yeah, Ooh, Mike, come on, by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> hey, I got the mic. She got the Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Kevin, I want you guys to pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. In the upcoming days, is going to expound yes, outwardly in every yes, way, Lord. Lord. I thank you, God, yes, for even increasing their 
Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you that they accompany the Holy Spirit. Thank you that they go with the Holy Spirit at every every junction, every intersection. They go with you. May they continue, God, to always go with you. To go with you. And signs and wonders will follow, God. And they will go about doing good to all, all Thank you, Jesus. who are oppressed and need healing, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for great increase. Thank God. you, Lord. Increase in anointing. Increase. Yes. Increase in anointing. Thank you, God, for wisdom. 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 Fresh. Fresh wind, yes. fresh wind, yes. blow through. Yes. Fresh wind, fresh anointing. Next level, God. Next level, God. Next level, come on, get it. Fresh fire. Fresh Fresh wind and fresh fire. Wola basita la la basita ba 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 ba. Yes. Kianda la 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 la. Kianda la la la. Oh la 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 la. Oh la 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 basita ba ba sata. Tada ba 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 ta 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 ta. Yes. Dura ba ta 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 basita la la basata. Yes, God. Yes. They will be like they are renewed. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. They will be. Shut up, ba 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 Yes, Yes, with the wisdom that they have. Yes, all back. We're supposed to receive. Yes. And Father, I just thank you right there, right now, for the apostolic anointing on their lives, God. Thank you,
Somebody's got the microphone. I don't know where my I got one attached to me. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, Casey. How you doing? Casey, you know I'm coming to Lafayette? Yeah. I'm coming to minister. We're going to start some meetings there. Need to stir some stuff up. <coughs> hey, Candy. How y'all doing? Well, we're just going to break loose tonight. No, I mean, we're going to go home. I know what y'all thinking. <laughs> He's going to break loose. What's he going to break? He's going to break loose. Y'all like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to take my shoes off. I know. I know I'm taking my shoes off. Hallelujah. Yeah. How you doing, Kofi? We need to get together sometimes, man. How you doing? Hey, Jenna, they praying for me and you just walk out? Anyway, way too much attention right here. We're going to just, we're going to have a service tomorrow night. Uh, David uh, Husky will be here tomorrow night. Just, just a really, really, really good friend of mine. And uh, so y'all come. He taught me so much about getting the results of healing. You know, just not only in my own body, how to walk in health, but also how to transfer that healing anointing to actually see people's bodies just aligned and be right, made complete. Yeah. And so he'll be here tomorrow night. We'd love for you to come. Uh, before we leave, I started thinking about the scripture that I, that's our theme scripture, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy uh, Ghost and power. And so how God anointed Jesus. Yeah. He anointed him by accompanying him. That's right. <clears throat> but when he anointed him, the Bible says that the spirit, you know, after John baptized, came upon him, overshadowed him, and remained on him. So what happened was he got his identity. Everybody most knew that's the Messiah because the spirit had never stayed on someone. And now he's anointed by God. He has an identity, and he has been marked by the Father. And so when I read the scripture this morning, I just got the first two words to the scripture. And then I just started crying. How God yeah. saved yeah. me. Yeah. How God put my marriage together. How God made such beautiful children in my life. How God called me. How God speaks to me. Yeah. How God leads me. Think about how God yeah. did for you. Right. You were just as crazy. 
how God. Think about that. Think about it. He's alive. He's still doing what he's always doing. How God. Most of us in here should not be living. Most of us in here should, I mean, never planned on being in a place like this in our life. I didn't plan on being a preacher. I didn't plan on being on fire for God. I didn't plan on having a church 20 years old. I didn't plan on being successful. I didn't plan none of this. How God. Just think about that a while. How God. You know you want that crazy thing. How God brought you to this church. How God rearranged your life at a young age, at an older age. How God brought a man in your life. How God kept you together. How God kept you together. How God kept you together. How God brought you here to these meetings. How God got you off of drugs. How God, you know, how, how he, how, how. Man, think about what he's done. How God got y'all to America. How God got you now, people standing up worshiping God and ushering in, you know, the presence of God. How God, how God got you here. How God got you is still alive. How God got terrible Terry. How God's keeping you alive, dude. Look a look a look a look a miss back there. What's your name? Liz. How God, how God, how God. Come on, just thank him. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for everything you've done in our life, and we thank you for the things you will do. But most of all, God, we're so thankful that we're going to do some great things with you and for you in the name of Jesus. Y'all ready for the blessing? Yeah. Here it goes. Here it goes. 20-year blessing. Come on. 20 years. We want it. You... Your friends, your family are dismissed. Yay! They said dismissed. I gotta go get them. Let me, I gotta go get them. Excuse me. 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 Excuse we, we just Listen mentioned y'all today, and I just said, I mean, yeah. when I, y'all started saying what I had, that's when I said, because I kept yeah. saying, but I ain't got nothing I got. Then I knew I did because I yeah. had that in there. He saw in y'all just just a seed. He was willing to go to the desert. Yeah. It was the desert. And that guy yeah. went it back was a and desert saved on all of us. I'm yeah. telling you. But yeah. look, that guy is credited, like I said, most some scholars believe, yeah. some don't, but that he brought, he brought the, you preach, Oh my gosh. Oh, really? Oh, yes. I love y'all. I said, I don't have nothing. I ain't got nothing to give. Oh, yeah. She needs to get your mic. Oh, get my mic. Hold this. Yeah. I will. Let me get this off on me. Because I'm still on. Yeah. Can you get it? Okay. Oh, yeah, let's get that off. Oh, it's my nightmare dream that I'm in the bathroom and I forget. You are such a blessing. Oh, y'all so sweet. Here, let me pull it out this way.
come? Can you come get this? Oh, I've been there before. I know. <laughs> she got hung up.